Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. For drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. Hello again, it's me, Christy Swinesburg from WardsAuto.com, bringing you another episode of AutoLine Daily. It's Friday, the 7th of October, 2011. Here's the latest car-related news we've been able to dredge up from the depths of the internet and beyond. There's more yearning for the yen in today's news. Yesterday it was Mitsubishi and Honda making waves, while today both Nissan and Toyota have joined the fight to slam the brakes on the rapidly rising currency. Bloomberg reports that Nissan CEO Carlos Ghosn said Japan faces what he called a hollowing out of its industrial base if it fails to reel in the yen. And as if that thinly veiled threat wasn't clear enough for Japanese lawmakers, Mr. Ghosn made those remarks at the opening of a new $1.4 billion auto plant in Brazil. Meanwhile, the world's largest automaker, Toyota, wasn't bothering with the government, instead going right to its homegrown suppliers and telling them to slash prices or watch that work go overseas. Bloomberg declined to ID its source, but Toyota, which loses $443 million in operating profit for every one yen appreciation against the dollar, pulled its largest 219 domestic suppliers in August to fall in line or fall in production. The American economy may still be stagnant, but things appear to be rolling right along in South Carolina. Last month it was Bridgestone, while yesterday it was Continental AG announcing a tire plant in the Palmetto State. The German supply giant said it plans to build a half a billion dollar factory in the city of Sumter, located just about in the middle of the small southeastern state. The Wall Street Journal reports the company will manufacture car and light truck tires for the U.S. market and will employ around 1,600 workers. Continental expects to reach full production, or 5 million tires annually, by 2017. You may remember last month, Japanese tire maker Bridgestone said it would spend over a billion dollars in the state expanding one plant and building another. Automotive suppliers can be fierce competitors, but they know if one of them goes down, the rest can follow. A couple weeks ago, floods in Pennsylvania shut down an autotonium plant that makes carpeting. Their floor coverings go in more than 20 different vehicles on the market today. Collectively, automakers were facing a production shortfall of up to 130,000 vehicles. GM was so concerned about the problem, it sent 150 electricians to see if they could get the plant back online. But once they saw the high water levels, they knew it would be shut for weeks. Amazingly, Autotonium got three of its competitors, IAC, Dorset, and Lyle, to make up the production shortfall. Once the waters recede and the plant gets rolling again, these companies will go back to fiercely competing with each other. But this shows a spirit in the auto industry. Thanks to Berkeley, Haight-Ashbury, and bands like the Grateful Dead, the Bay Area has built a liberal reputation for itself over the years. Yet, when it comes to luxury cars, things can turn pretty darn conservative, in a country club sort of way. The Wall Street Journal looked at data from R.L. Polk over the last two years. It shows not only a 12% increase in luxury car sales from San Francisco to San Jose and East, but also a distinct leaning toward the tried and true, and not too stuffy. For instance, Mercedes-Benz has had a very good first half of the year around the Bay, whereas brands like Lexus, Infiniti, and even Rolls-Royce haven't fared as well. And it's not surprising, with the success of Silicon Valley favorites like Apple, Facebook, and Twitter, that one local dealership has a two-year waiting list for the $370,000 Lamborghini Aventador. Guess those poor consumers will just have to suffer along with their S550 AMGs until that shipment from Italy finally arrives. Life is tough, isn't it? 
Hey, before the break, I've got to remind you to check out tonight's epic episode of Roundabout. The crew is celebrating show number 100 in grand style, so don't miss it. The festivities kick off at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on where else? Autoline.tv. Coming up next, I've got the 10 best engines fever and the only cure is more cowbell. I mean, evaluating this year's entrance. Find out who's in the running after this. Reducing exhaust emissions. Aerify diesel particulate filters. High filtration. Low back pressure. Small package size. Excellent durability. DowAerify.com. Fall is here, and that can only mean one thing at Ward's offices. 10 best engines. Yes, it's that time of year again when Ward's editors drive at least one different car every day and carefully fill in our score sheets with our frank opinions about all the new engines OEMs have to offer. This year, our test group includes at least 35 engines. While that's not an all-time record, it is a lot of ground to cover, literally, in just two months. For 10 best engines 2012, we'll be testing all new entrants and, as usual, last year's 10 winners. To refresh your memory, some of the returning champs include the Audi S4's 3-liter supercharged V6, Ford Mustang's 5-liter V8, VW's 2-liter inline-four turbo diesel, and yes, the Chevy Volt extended range electric vehicle, plus the Nissan Leaf EV. Of the new engines in the running this year, most are four-cylinders, which car buyers are choosing in increasing numbers. Ward's auto data shows four-cylinders powered a record 64.5% of 10 model year North American built vehicles. This fall, we'll be testing at least 18 new four-cylinders, including BMW's new 2.0-liter twin-power i4, both with and without stop-start, the Fiat 500's innovative 1.4-liter multi-air, GM's 2.4-liter e-assist, and Toyota's tiny 1.3-liter, and the almost as small Scion IQ. As an enthusiast of fuel-efficient powertrains, I can't wait to test all those new gas zippers and see if their MPGs live up to the window sticker. But, as always, Ward's Auto will include a fair number of engines emphasizing pure, unadulterated fun. Yep, we've got a Hemi, the 6.4 liter, to evaluate in the Dodge Charger SRT8, as well as some Turbo 6s and a smattering of diesels. So judges, start your engines, and all of you can expect the winners to be announced sometime in mid-December. And that'll do it for today's show. Make sure you check out this week's episode of Auto Line, where Johnny Mack sits down with author Thomas Crum, who has some intriguing ideas about automotive manufacturing. That whole show is live on Autoline.tv right now, so give it a look-see. Wrapping things up, I'm Christy Swinesburg from WardsAuto.com. Have an awesome weekend, and I'll see you later. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.